0: I'm to welcome Anne Hill who's the Vice Principal of Sherbourne International School. Prior to that she was a teacher in Italy for 19 years, then school leader at King Edward's Whitley. So she has significant experience in working for international families. Her greatest strength is in curriculum design and strategic planning which have really been most important um, recently. Um, I met Anne last year when looking for a place for a boy from mainland China. Uh, He was wanting to go into the sixth form, but his English at the time was not quite good enough. As she showed us around, it was evident that the course for preparation to enter the sixth form had been beautifully conceived. Uh, The boy had such an excellent term from January to March before the lockdown, and is now working daily with his online timetable, Uh, so is well prepared to join the sixth form. And she's going to tell us more about this particular sixth form preparation course. So thank you very much for uh, coming. There are colleges uh, where young people can have a training in English and preparation from A-level. And certainly I went to look at two, which both had lessons one to one, which is quite, um, quite tough for a young person uh, to be with an adult quite extended times uh, each day. You've intentionally done something rather different, rather better, I think, for that age group, um, setting up a short course to prepare internationals for sixth form. So how's, how's your course
1: different?
0: Um, what are your objectives for this pre-six form course?
1: It started due to demand from uh, some agents who were asking if there was anything that we could do for students who already had a place in a UK boarding school to do Mm -hmm. A-level, but uh, they wanted to improve their English. Um, And so we thought about this and designed uh, a course which at the heart of it uh, are the study skills that are going to make someone successful at sixth form. Um, We felt obviously that English is vital and so full immersion in English is just taken for granted in our school because uh, during the school lessons because of course all tuition is through the English language medium. However, um, we felt that uh, we weren't in the game of uh, covering a curriculum goals but what we were in the game of was to try and make sure that the students had skills such as being a good questioner being someone who is able to speak with a, um, clarity during lessons, somebody who is willing to give presentations, somebody whose writing uh, has developed into an academic style of writing and perhaps understands how to use referencing so that they're shown academic honesty, and um, someone who works collaboratively with their peers and starts to realise that they are learners um, and not someone who is just to receive that which is taught to them. Uh, We are interested in developing a growth mindset uh, for these young people to try and make sure that they are in fact um, beginning to realize that learning from mistakes is a great thing. It's one of the fastest ways of learning and that there is a lot that they can improve and that they uh, they can learn how to accept constructive criticism. So as a result of that, we put together a course that maintained a broad curriculum, which we felt was appropriate since they were officially before sixth form. So they should really have a broad curriculum. So we were preparing them for, we are preparing them for academic IELTS. Um, They do mathematics. Now those who want to can carry on uh, and do a GCSE mathematics. And they do that from January to June. Um, Many of them are are perfectly able and have already got a great background and all we were doing is effectively making sure that they can answer the questions that are posed in English. Um, um, Those who are not necessarily going on to do mathematics, uh, we decided that we would concentrate on statistics. Uh, because we felt that that is the most appropriate aspect of mathematics for people to move forward. It's going to be applied throughout their lives. So maths and English covered. The sciences, um, we uh, we give them lessons in physics, chemistry, and biology, but we're perfectly aware that some will not be taking uh, all of those sciences forward if... if if any, in fact. Um, But we are interested in making sure that everybody understands the scientific method and we work uh, using projects which we hope are going to be um, of interest to those young people. So um, the the chemists have been working very much on uh, fuels, the um, atmospheric science through physics, um, and we've been working on vaccinations um, in biology, (laughs) which uh, I think, and the immune system, which is probably quite relevant right now. We've got a humanities program, which, uh, is, um, which is looking at um, geography and, and history, which gives a really strong cultural understanding of how things are in the UK. And mm-hmm. uh, perhaps our more recent history, um, and also thinking about how, um, the, the, um, how Britain is set up. Have set up. Um, they look at various different um, projects and, uh, and work through those. Um, we have business and economics. Um, and uh, so, a lot. Of, this is very popular because lots of them want to do of those two subjects when they move move on. Um, and um, in the business and economics module, one uh, job that they actually have is to set up a business plan um, based on, um, on the shops in Sherbourne And they can uh, they have to identify um, somewhere that they'd like to rent and check how much that would be, they'd have to look at the rates, they'd have to then decide what sort of business they're going to uh, set up and um, and we've had very successful um, events where these young people have made their business uh, presentations to our Dragon's Den from uh, local businesses, which was very successful. And, and finally we, uh, we, well, we do the arts and philosophy and ethics, so the arts to give people an opportunity to express themselves aesthetically and, and think about the value of that um, and we also have um, the opportunity for the students to think about ethics, what is right and what is wrong. And also there's a strong element through that philosophy and ethics course, looking at epistemology uh, so that they understand um, how knowledge is gained in different subject areas and look at the strengths and weaknesses of that. So it's a very broad course. every teacher is absolutely aware that we're working on trying to make sure that English is becoming more and more sophisticated, that they are developing um, the uh, the skills that are necessary to go on to be successful at A-level. Well,
0: that's, uh, well it's certainly been, uh, Lucas was very excited talking about it and uh, uh, different aspects of the projects that he'd addressed and uh, Great enthusiasm, <laughs> which you might not have expected from somebody from another culture, but there was great delight there. Um, so a six month course, Anne. Um, uh,
1: why would that be uh, a good thing? Well, I think it allows a student to build their confidence um, working in the English language medium before they join a uh, British uh, mainstream school. And one of the things that I was noticed was um, how fast the students operate in um, British sixth form very fast speaking and um, lots and lots of ideas cutting in over each other and so on which uh, a wonderful uh, rough and tumble debate can can occur and if um you have no experience of um speaking and collaborating together then um this is going to be something that um would behave act as a wall a barrier for your learning so coming to some point like chauvin international where we've got a very gentle start where you are working with people who um, are also um, improving their sophistication in English, improving their confidence in English. Uh, This allows the the young person to develop those skills um, in a safe space so that when they do join um, a UK school they're going to be in in a much stronger position. Yes,
0: yes, I think that must be right. The
1: culture shock is much less Yes, but yes. Well, I think it's it's basic, basic comprehension as well. I think that um, it, not being able to follow rapid English. So, um, for example, I've been using um, authentic materials from BBC um, Horizon, for example, mm-hmm. um, and I, they, the students um, that um, I'm working with don't pick it up immediately, mm-hmm. or as you would be expected to. Um, And so by uh, introducing the students to this sort of thing and pointing out that you may well find yourself in a lesson listening to 15 minute excerpt from a a documentary and you'll be expected to pick up information from that. Um, And that stimulates um, those uh, those young people to um, practice um, listening much more to English because it's that listening skill that I think so many um, um, need to develop. Um, so how many children actually come to
0: Sherbourne and because they're all coming from other countries and what sort of
1: ratios are they? Well, um If you take the whole school, um, we have four entry points throughout the year. So we have um, September, which is the entry point for people that are going to stay for the whole academic year. Um, And we have approximately 80 students that uh, that enter at that point. Um, And they come uh, from China um, and Hong Kong, which is quite a significant group. Um, Russia and uh, um, Ukraine, another, I'm thinking of language groups mm-hmm. here that come together. Um, but we also have students with us from uh, the Middle East, from the European Union, Switzerland, we've got some Africans, um, Brazilian students, uh, we've got uh, students um, uh, from the stands, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, um, so a very broad uh, range of students that, uh, that come um, to start. The ones who are coming in September, uh, many are starting a one-year GCSE. Um, a smaller number will be starting a two-year GCSE with us. Mm-hmm. And we've got another group that um, are perhaps year 10 age. Um, their agent wanted them to start and do a year nine so that they'd be well prepared for GCSE, but we felt it was more appropriate to give them a pre-GCSE course mm-hmm. with their own age group. And we have some juniors that that come to us for uh, for the full year and um, then we have January this is when the pre sixth form group join us um, and, uh, um, and we also have um, a group of people who join us to do a five term uh, GCSE course Mm -hmm. Those ones, um, what what we offer for them is from January to June, we give them intensive English, we give them intensive mathematics. And those who are able can do the GCSE, their first GCSE in in, um, in June. Um, And then they get tasters of all the other subjects. So they get two lessons a week of all the other subjects so that they uh, then can start the uh, one year GCSE course um, if they're good mathematicians and they got, they're happy with their grade, then they can do further maths with us as an additional subject. But then it means they can do a further five uh, GCSEs with us, so that they get a good um, opportunity there. Mm. Um, and then um, in April we get another um, group of people who join us, um, often from countries like Thailand um, um, Korea and Korea and so on, um, and they um, they they come to us uh, to have one term before they start our one-year GCSE um, and sometimes we get junior students who are just with us for a term uh, before they would start a junior school so it's all about boosting their um, their language but also getting them integrated into um, a British boarding school getting to understand how they work uh, in our environment where um, we, we're Highly experienced and helping people who uh, are wondering which planet they've arrived on <laughs> when they join <laughs> us to begin with, and um, so uh, lots of different joining points. And then the fourth joining point is uh, our summer school. Um, mm. though we run the summer school throughout uh, the uh, the whole of the summer vacation. So, um, I think we have about um ten days when we don't actually have students and <laughs> um over the summer, um, and day and um, you know so uh, they, they people can come for two weeks at a time but some will come for the full eight weeks
0: mm-hmm. well this must present some quite interesting challenges and opportunities for recruitment for yes. Uh, staff yes um, because to have such a wide range of people but to be doing a british curriculum
1: mm. um, can you tell me a bit about that well, um, we have a, um, a great opportunity because we do run the summer school. So we actually have quite an interesting pool of teachers who don't necessarily want to work the full school year. So they, they come on board with us um, at various different points when we, we look around and say, oh, um, it looks as though we're going to have to open up different classes and so um, we, we manage this rather well <laughs> actually it's a miracle in fact every every January and every April I'm going okay right we've done it um, uh, because of the the staff that are coming um, to join us from uh, the uh, from various different points and um, so the staff in general um, we have a lot of people who have experience of um, teaching overseas um, and everyone who j- joins us Um, has either already got um, an English teaching qualification or um, is trained by us when they join. Um, So it doesn't matter which subject you teach, we are um, keen that everyone is going to learn some uh, skills so that they're going to help young people um, to understand their subject area. We're particularly interested um, in content and language integrated learning, so CLIL, Um, And um, everybody has worked on um, the various different modules for CLIL. There's the Cambridge um, Teaching Knowledge Test Exams, where they have a CLIL module, as well as an English General Knowledge module, uh, which is a sort of minimum qualification for for us. Many teachers have already got the certificate in teaching English as an additional language. Um, And of course, the English department um, have the diploma in teaching English as so an additional language. So it's, um, so we try and make sure that everybody is very well qualified. We've also had um, in the past some insets and um, looking at specific um, cultures. Um, we also had a group of teachers who decided they were going to start to learn some of uh, the language, the more dominant languages in in our group uh, um, of students. But we, um, but we also are very, good at, at sharing information about young people um, and um, you know if, if anyone um, is worried about any student at all um, we, we are very quick to communicate um, and um, have meetings about them to make sure that uh, what we're looking at um, how much of it is a cultural issue, how much of it is the individual um, and, um, and what can we do to make that young person feel at home and start learning efficiently
0: yeah so I guess
1: you 've got um, people who speak the languages of the children uh, in the community, if not in the school well yes in the in the broader community um it's you know we've got so many languages here that um it would that would be amazing if we did have the the teachers who could but in fact um we we have to use people from around in the community, but Sherborne is an interesting place with a lot of um, people with many <laughs> skills and that, yeah. uh, um, but it is amazing how much one can do um with a, a, um, just having kindly people alongside um, young, ch- uh, young people. Um, we are good at making ourselves understood, yes.
0: Yes, that's tremendous. Now, um, obviously um, the school is unique because you don't have local children. Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying to me that when we were preparing for this that you don't like the idea of stereotyping mm-hmm. children because they're all unique. Yes. Um, and uh, I think that's incredibly important to recognize um, but sometimes um, culture does impact us yes. and uh, you mentioned uh, a couple of incidents perhaps related to
1: things that were in the news yes um, well yes you, one has to be aware of um, the the life around the child so for example um we've recently had um quite a lot of difficulty uh, there's been a lot of difficulty between china and hong kong Um, and that has boiled over a little bit in school and we know that there's been um, discussion uh, a lot of it constructive but then there have been tensions that have arisen between uh, the students because of this so we have to be aware we have to be uh, looking out for this because um, especially during the protests which you know resulted in riots and so on and we had to be aware that some of our children might be quite worried about the safety of family members they might even who knows, uh, be um, uh, feeling worried that their, their families might be targets in some mm. way. Um, so you have to be very thoughtful about these things. So it is important to keep a weather eye on, um, on what the international news is, um, and to share anything that you, you pick up uh, with the colleagues to say that, um, you know, just be aware uh, that this is happening at home. And there are, of course, some stereotypes of what you would expect from a student from Russia versus what you would expect from a student from Thailand, what would you expect from a Japanese student and so on. So you you might have um, some ideas about um, a child, but one has to be very careful, um, especially uh, as these are young people whose parents have actively removed them from their uh, school system. And that can be for a myriad of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could even be because the child wasn't doing terribly well in their um, school system because they didn't fit the mm-hmm. norms and behavioral patterns and maybe they work much better uh, um, with with us uh, so it's uh, so you have to be very cautious um and um, and and be careful that um are you uh, looking at a at a student who is very quiet and reserved because that is their culture or are they just quiet and reserved because at the moment their language is not sophisticated they can't express themselves uh, they know that every time they open their mouth they f- they they're not going to say what they mean and that might make them feel silly so it, that's completely different from um, somebody's behavior of being normal to be quiet so it's very important to keep checking and um, your understanding of each child yes that's lovely thank you very much indeed so um,
0: are there any particular difficulties you expect um, uh, when children come over as they're settling into the first term I- i'm thinking of things perhaps that might not necessarily be revealed in the admissions process uh,
1: like learning support
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: could you explain how that? Yes. Um, well I'll, f- I'll start off first of all that um, Almost every student will suffer homesickness at some point and they will be suffering culture shock. It's going to be completely different. And after the first few days of uh, feeling that um, this is a very exciting opportunity and how wonderful if they're gregarious and outgoing, there will be a moment where they will realize that there isn't anybody here who really knows them. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, and that can be very difficult, especially if you've been through a school with the same group of peers uh, for the last, I don't know, uh, 10 10 years. um, And then suddenly you're with people, all of them um, are new. So that can be a challenge for students. And so they will be going uh, um, through a bit of an emotional roller coaster Mm -hmm. um, in that particular um, point. And we also have um the issue of you know maybe we got children who do have um learning challenges that nobody has told us about. And this is something that uh, um, there is, is really a cultural issue because I think in in there, there certainly in my experience there seem to be some cultures that don't like um the idea of using a psychologist, perhaps they have um um negative associations with that idea um, we, you've got uh, other cultures that don't like to show any, um, any weakness of, uh, in, within the family and so on um, that and that can arrive uh, at um, a UK boarding school and um, the first challenge of course is to understand whether a child is not making as much progress as, as you would hope they would simply because their language isn't strong enough yet um, once you get them to the point where their language is stronger um, and you've you got to know them a little bit better then you might start to be wondering, ah, am I seeing something else? Mm-hmm. Now we have um, an extremely experienced team um, and we have um, a, a, a member of staff who is, our, of course, our Senko um, who is picking up and, and looking very, very closely uh, at each student um, we do a lot of, uh, um, of work in, in terms of trying to um, screen but using soft skill screening rather than uh, hard data screening because um, when people are arriving with us uh, with, um, without good English, then the, the sorts of screening tests that one can use for um, UK students do not work. Um, we do use aptitude testing, uh, which gives some information, but uh, uh, things like um, working memory. Uh, We haven't got particularly good um, screening systems in place uh, that that help without the use of um, a lot of language. Uh, So we're using a lot of soft data, um, Mm -hmm. what do teachers see, what are they noticing, um, to try and pick up um, if we've got some, uh, some issues. Uh, we also work with an educational psychologist who is uh, highly experienced with uh, working with students um, in, in the situation they find themselves in in Sherbourne International. Um, and so we can identify certain needs, but um, it's, it can sometimes be difficult to get um, a proper psychologist report uh, that would perhaps offer um, a young person access arrangements. But uh, if we're picking up... Um, uh, any issues, we try to address them informally um, in school um, and follow through to try and give the, the young person the best opportunity that we can. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, many parents are happy uh, for us to offer um, proper educational psy- um, psychology reports um, and uh, but that is only possible when their English skills um, are um, high enough when so it's a bit of you know a catch-22 isn't it um, which uh, is can be difficult for that young person
0: yes oh that's um, helpful so how have things been going during these virus times for your current
1: cohort oh well they have been marvelous actually and um, when I School was closing, and I, I use that as a continuous verb because uh, we had um, a lot of students being withdrawn um, before we had our our, um, our school closure and lockdown in the UK. And parents were, you know, sort of reading the um, the information that they had, and they were taking a decision, trying to make sure that their children were with them, and um, before there was um, a um, problems with travel. So we had um, a period of time where we had. Uh, work being sent to the the young people electronically who'd already gone, while running lessons with those who remained, and of course the ones who remained were uh, in um, a situation of flux because they didn't know exactly what was uh, what was going to happen. And um, the school uh, closures occurred, and we had a week of term to go, and in that um, in that time. Uh, We had um, Microsoft Teams set up for um, all of our classes, and we were able to deliver independent learning materials for everybody. And we went for the option of independent learning materials because um, so many of them were going straight into quarantine. Also, we weren't sure um, how the um, the whole COVID virus situation was going to affect the staff. We didn't know if we were going to have a massive problem uh, amongst our own people. So we were, you know, have, we set up a system that uh, meant that, uh, you know, people could manage without their teachers <laughs> for a bit necessary. And um, as soon as the, the new term started, um, I th- we all felt that we, um, we wanted to teach the young people. We wanted to be in contact with them. And um, we set up our school timetable um, and jigged it so that we could get as many of our students attending live lessons as was physically possible now remember that we have got we're dealing with time zones from uh from the ones who remained in the uk uh through um european union and then we go to sort of russia ukraine direction we've got someone down in southern africa there and then across over into um into the into asia um and so uh, and somebody over in brazil so we we were looking at this, so we've made um, periods one to five in our school day um, when you're going to have live lessons so that um, people can attend. Most of those The Japanese, it's um, beginning to be a little bit difficult for them. Um, but uh, we, we've been uh, managing to ha- hold these live lessons so the students come to, um, to uh, meetings at the beginning of the lessons um, sometimes the teacher is running the whole lesson um, a, um, and, and working with them throughout the whole of the lesson. Other times the teacher sets people various different bits of work and then does some screen sharing with individuals to see how their um, their work is progressing. Um, and um, we, we're even running um, lessons of PE um, uh, so that we get the students to keep fit. Um, I worry about this because I'm waiting to hear someone saying, well, my child has just done a PE lesson. They've just kicked over a valuable antique... <laughs> And that's something that is perhaps a worry, (laughs) I think that's perhaps the most dangerous thing that could happen, Um, and um, we have um, PSHE lessons to try and um, allow the students to talk about things that are important to them. The tutors are um, staying in contact with them. Um, so, the house staff and, and their, their head of the year is, is um, uh, regularly contacting students to talk to them, to uh, make sure that they are managing and, and keeping up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it is it saturday is difficult because we are running our saturday school following our usual timetable but um i suppose having less than period four on, on a saturday in china that's like saying can you turn up to class at seven o'clock on the um, saturday evening so, <laughs> sometimes difficult <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it would be intriguing i hope it's not going to be necessary uh, but it doesn't sound as though it's an impossible model to
1: Develop in a sustained way. Um, we are definitely um, considering modifying it, and um, we think that um, running forty-five minute lessons is not the most efficient way um, of, um, of having a quality um, learning experience. Because uh, um, very often, uh, when the students, it, it takes a little bit longer to settle everybody down to the, um, you know, to follow the learning, um, and it takes a little bit longer to get people. Um, writing responses for example so um it would work better with um longer time frames and mm-hmm. um, we've obviously recognized that now but we will continue with um this terms program because we've got everybody settled in it um and it's not much more time until the end of term and, and they are doing a very good job but and um, mm-hmm. we will be planning um for the uh, for the future to have um longer uh, um time intervals with um, with each group uh, but less frequent obviously
0: yes well this is very optimistic and encouraging and uh i certainly see a great future for children coming to british schools from other countries whether they're internationals or expatriates whatever um it, they seem to have a very good experience here um and certainly um i know that lucas is looking forward to coming back in september yes <laughs> Um, I'm sure that's the case for for them all. Um, Thank you very much indeed and that's been a tremendous contribution. Um, We're going to have the chat now so um, I will uh, keep you on. (laughs) Um, Thank you very much indeed.
1: Thank you.